Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McConaughey with Sports Talker Brandon. On this Saturday, today we're going to be talking about SmackDown Live, or Friday Night SmackDown from last night. <clears throat> also, kind of go through some other sports things that came up this week. There's been kind of not really a lot of sports, kind of been off and on, but here's some big stuff that really has happened. One of the big things I'll mention is the Tiger Woods accident thing that kind of happened over the weekend last week, and kind of mention what that's going on with that. Plus, we have some developments in the NFL about. Um, Russell Wilson and kind of his frustrations with the Seattle Seahawks and kind of what he um, has said through his agent and through other things. So let's get right into that. I'll start with the NFL stuff first. So Russell Wilson had talked to the Seahawks upper management and kind of said, you know, I'm frustrated. I really don't feel like y'all have really helped me. I'm getting sacked a lot this past couple seasons. I really need some help. They kind of blew him off. And his agent said he doesn't want to leave Seattle, but he has, if he would, if he had to give up his own trade clause, the uh, the only teams he would go to is the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Bears, and the New Orleans Saints. I don't think this is going to be ultimately likely uh, because with all the um, uh, with all the things going on, basically through the NFL, salary caps are kind of low. Um, drafts coming up, a lot of teams probably aren't going to be looking for a quarter. They're going to be looking for a quarterback they don't want to kind of spend kind of money for a quarterback that they would probably have to spend. Out of those four teams, a lot of people think the Saints would be the best team to go to, but the only problem is Saints don't have enough draft picks or anything to really give up outside of the players, the young players they have, like Kamara and the young wide receiver, to the Seattle Seahawks in return for Wilson, which doesn't really help them out later. So they're Seattle's kind of in a sticky situation because Russell Wilson's kind of frustrated. He thought they would do better of helping him have a better team, but right now he's not getting. I'm guessing he wants to be working with them, but they're not one. They don't want to work him with him, work with him. I'm interested where this goes. I it's kind of like the best Prescott here. Dallas is kind of fighting to either franchise Brad Deck Prescott or paying a bunch of paying a good amount of money. Um, 
And Dallas is in the industry. Dallas even can't buy for Russell Wilson because they would have to give up a lot of their young players themselves to get him. And they're not going to part with Dak Prescott. They think he's the future of the team. They've been a cat and mouse game right now. So ultimately, that's out of the question. And I don't think really he would want to go to the Bears or the Raiders. The Raiders would be the only team I could, the only other team I could see. Raiders have a younger, younger team. So that wouldn't hurt them much. It would just kind of help them build, get more popularity to Las Vegas and that kind of stuff. That would be the main reason for it. He's one of the most popular. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson is one of the most popular players in the NFL. So that's not surprising. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I'm looking forward to the draft. It's going to be really interesting to see how things play out. A lot of moving parts. We still have the, uh, Deshaun Watson thing for Houston, he's unhappy, but he trading him is also kind of a tough thing because a lot of people aren't going to pay for that top-tier quarterback and give up one for him, but we'll see how that all pans out later down the later the next couple weeks. And then on the last big story that came out from this week was Tiger Woods was in a car accident. Um, same car accident, they had to um, pull him out of the car. He flipped over into this, like, side road kind of thing. Um and he was coming from uh, heading towards a photo shoot from in California. Not much else was spoken about the uh, accident. What really happened? What kind of happened from his perspective? They he did he did have fractures in uh, in both his legs. They had to do surgery for that. Um, the surgery went well, and he is recovering. He won't play golf the rest of this year. Most people assume, like most people should, will assume. A lot of people have talked about in reporting and kind of just news stories. Should he just retire? He's up in that upper age, and he really hasn't been at the top of his game much in the last couple of years. I could see that being the case, but I don't. I really don't think he will play again. Maybe I could see him doing a tournament here or there, like the tournament he does for his charity, or um, maybe a master or something. But I don't think he's going to be at the top of his game as much as he was. But all the injuries piling up, his back. His knees. Now you have this like injury that you have to recover from. It's kind of going to be a mixed, uh, mixed bag if he does come back. But at the same time, I think he also has, he's been playing a lot more with his son, hanging out with him. So that's going to be a thing. Probably more of a father to his son. Um, I think that's going to be the. I think the questions he might have to answer. It's it's a weird situation because nobody really can explain what really happened and i think everybody wants those answers but i don't think we're gonna get those answers anytime soon um only tiger really knows that and i don't know tiger's really gonna be talking about that in interviews anytime soon um but he did do an interview with well, after the golf tournament a couple weeks last week with uh jim manson they were kind of just talking about his legacy and where's he gonna go from here and he kind of just sounded that you know i haven't accomplished that stuff yet but i want to and you know He's trying to look optimistic before this all happened. So we'll see if they still has the optimism and see where he um, is going to go from here. But I'm looking for, I'm going to see, I'm going to look into, I want to hope to see what comes from his rehab and what his final decision is about everything. And I, I hope he gets better. I do. I just think at his age, I think at what he's done in his career, he could probably retire and it wouldn't be a, it would be better for his health and his overall, um, Career, I think career because they think he's done so much, but he doesn't really have nothing else to prove. Um, outside of he wants the Jack Nicklaus record, it's the only thing he hasn't beaten, which is 18 majors, and he's four away from that to tie, and he would need one more to beat it. I don't think that's going to happen with him. He would have to play at least another six, maybe seven years, and he probably can't. 
but I'll keep us on that. Those are like the two big stories from the week. Um, uh, outside of that, little smaller things. Texas finally, the Texas University of Texas finally uh, hired, officially signed a contract to hire Steve Sarkeesian. This contract for six years, thirty-six million dollars. Um, so six million dollars a year at that point. Um, mainly the big thing with Texas is to see recruiting and see what they can do in the recruiting space. Um, can they get back to recruiting really good players and can Sharkeesian really recruit inside Texas, but also if you get the players inside Texas, what about outside Texas as well? So those are going to be the big questions for him. And then the last kind of big story, um, there's some rumors flowing around, which were denied by the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Mark Cuban, owner Mark Cuban, that they are trying to trade Polisic uh, or, or Porzingis, excuse me. And I... It's weird because he hasn't played much. He's played off and on. He'll play a game and not play, then not play a game, and then um, he'll sit out three. He'll sit out two games and play a game. And he really hasn't produced much for the team uh, since they got him. If they are trying to trade him, I don't think any team would really want him because the Knicks got rid of him because he wasn't producing for them, and he's kind of always hurt. So we'll see what that whole situation comes out with. I, I've been kind of following the Mavericks off and on. It's not. It's kind of weird. Like, we're not to the all-star break yet. And the first half of the year has been kind of on a whitewash. The Mavericks win a game here, and they'll lose a game, a couple games, and they'll win a game here where Doncic looks well, and Doncic scores 38 points and lose a game here. Doncic is the main player for that team. And without him, the Mavericks would probably be one of the worst teams in basketball. I, it's just not appealing. The stars have been great. I enjoy just seeing how stars have been playing. Stars have, been, stars have won those couple games from the beginning. They've been kind of bouncing out win here and there. But they're still a pretty decent team, and I think I'm looking forward to the second half of their season more than the Dallas second half season. But ultimately, I will be kind of looking and see where things fan out for both the teams as the second half of the year comes on with the All-Star break for the NBA and the um, like second half for the, how they're going to do for the NHL and kind of that second half year. But overall, those are, like, like I said, the big stories. Now let's jump into SmackDown. This SmackDown was pretty good. This was a three out of five, 3.5 to 5, 4 show. There's some small things that kind of don't really work very well, and I'll get to them. But overall, the show was really kind of enjoyable. So this show officially kicks off with Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Jey Uso coming out. Roman cuts a promo saying, you know, I would have had a perfect elimination chamber, but, uh, you know, I had a perfect elimination chamber, but it wasn't that perfect because Edge, you ruined it. And by coming and kicking me and challenging me for the belt at WrestleMania. And you know what? You can just walk away now and you can change your mind and you don't have to challenge me. Which was kind of weird. I do agree. This was not like, this is a weird promo because he's basically saying, you don't have to challenge me. But if you want to challenge me, you can. I I think it's. I think it was kind of interesting, like he saying, "You don't have to challenge me if you're, you can go challenge somebody else." So he's he's not cowering out of it, but he's not honestly saying that he doesn't want doesn't want to challenge Edge. Edge he doesn't want Edge to challenge him because prior to this, he said, "I want you, if you're going to be challenging for a belt, you should challenge mine because we're going to be in the main event." So that whole kind of kind of is kind of weird, but we'll, I think it's going to play out fine later. Um, so th- after this, dr- uh, Dana Bryan comes out. Bryan says, "Well, you." You didn't really beat me because I was in an elimination chair match, which I won. And then you picked the bone, basically said, pick the bones of me later at the 
or you know later earlier right after that and you won that that's not a true champion you didn't really truly defend the title but i'm not gonna say i'm not saying that the people in the back are saying that i'm not saying that and then so i want a shot at fast lane for the belt proper and as he's saying this jay gets more and more upset jay finally takes the mic and says you are not right to challenge roman for the uh universal fast lane you don't deserve that and he he, he just goes off and eventually he hands Brian the mic back and Brian says, okay, fire. But if I beat you tonight, then I get to challenge for the belt at fast lane. So then as, a, as that happens, Jay just starts beating up, um, beating up, uh, Brian, Brian gets thrown over the barricade. They walk off, like looking at their handiwork, like, Oh, we beat him up. We're good. Um, So after this, we see Edge backstage in Sonya Deville's and or backstage in the office of where Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce are talking. And Ed says, "Wait, so Deanna Brown gets a challenge for the, or, uh, you know, he's talking about he's talking about the main event tonight, which will be uh, Jay versus um, Dan Bryant for the chance for if Bryant wins to face Roman at Fastlane." Ed says, "Wait, what's going on here?" Uh, what's what those sudden change? I thought we we're supposed to have a tag match in fast lane for this, that, and the other. And or he doesn't say that right away, he says we need to talk. And then we cut to um, so then we cut to a, another little thing where it's um. Uh, uh, Roman backstage talking to uh, Jey Uso. He says that you know what to do. You have to beat up um, uh, you know, you have to beat up Daniel. But Jay says, I'm sorry, jump the gun. I didn't mean to. Just handle it. Just handle it. If you handle it, you're good. So we go back to Edge and Edge and Pearson. And Edge is like, why why is he getting a shot at the title at Fastlane when I'm the Rumble winner? I should have, you know, he shouldn't be cutting in line. And well, it's going to be a bigger match, and and I think we're going to have, you know, it's a match for Fastlane, and we need that main event. And Edge walks off. Edge seems kind of mad, but it ultimately, I don't know where this is going, because Edge won the World War, which means he gets a chance at Fat at WrestleMania. They need a match for Fastlane, and Brian can get that match at Fastlane. He's not going to win, I don't think. But if he does, then you have Edge versus... Uh, Ryan at, at WrestleMania, and Edge took it's a shot, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so after this, we have Domino Ray versus Otis and Chad Gale. This match was really, really fun. Ray was getting worked over by uh, Otis, and Otis texts Chad. Chad works on Dom, which they have a little good wrestling match. Otis is now heel, but that's not really confirmed at any point in this except he's not doing like the caterpillar and a couple oh yeah stuff um so as this match is gone this is pretty pretty short otis hits two big splashes on ray for the one two three they win before this match starts actually they have a promo 
not really a promo. Chad has a mic, says, cut to the footage of him splashing Ray. Cut it again, show it again, but slow motion. And then the match starts. So there really wasn't a promo. I thought I would mention it here because it was kind of a thing. I don't know where this leading is. Otis getting corrupted by Chad, or is it more of a thing where Chad is trying to corrupt, or, or is Chad trying to help Otis get be tougher? We'll see. Um. So then after this, we go to commercial. Come back. Apollo's come to the Apollo comes to the ring, and he has new gear on. Looks amazing. Has this scarf-looking thing. And as before he comes to the ring, he's they cut to a video package recapping everything with him and Big E, and he's facing Nakamura tonight, and this feels amazing, and it, I, I love what they do with Apollo Crews, because Apollo Crews is making interesting. Uh, Apollo Crews really changed up his character. He says, I, you know, I'm Nigerian. I have that, I'm, you know, my heritage. I'm not one of those, you know, thugs. I'm more of a, I have that prince, you know, I'm a prince. I'm a father of Nigerian prince. I have this background that has this mystique and everything to it and you know he he puts the sash on himself and kind of declares himself this on the other so nakamura comes out they're about to have the match but he beats up nakamura before the bell and we come back nakamura has the apparent for a bit coming back and forth good back and forth match and as apollo um uh, Apollo gets the upper hand, hits this angle slam to win for the one, two, three. I love that he hits the angle slam to win. Um, I really enjoying the fact that he's having diff- a different mentality and it working for him. I think they, that's a good thing because Big e, when Big E comes back, they can have a match. They're gonna have a great match, I think. So after this, we had. Um, after this, we go to Marshall, come back, and then we have Tamina and Liv in the ring fighting, which was kind of already started. I'm like, what? This already started? What the? Kind of weird. So this is this two minute match. Tamina dominates Liv. No shenanigans from um, Billy Kay, which is kind of weird. And Liv. Tamina wins clean with the softest power slam ever, I think. Um, good little match. They're a team now. Tamina and uh, Natalia, which I don't really think that's different from what they were. I think it's kind of odd that they're... You know, but we'll see how this plays out because they might have... Lana and Naomi win the tag team belts from Nia Jackson, Tanya Baszler, which means they could fight Natalia and Tamina. We'll see how that goes. I'm not really sure where they're going with this. So then we had Bianca Belair make her announcement for who she's going to face at WrestleMania. You already know this was go- where this was going. You see Adam Pearce and Tony Ville in the ring. They introduced Bianca Belair and they're asking Bianca, do you want to face Oscar, the Raw Women's Champion? They do a little video package for, or do you want to face the boss, Jessica Banks? Well, before she can make a decision, Reginald comes out. Reginald pretty much says the same thing he did last week, which was, you tagged with Sasha, you fought, you've, you've seen what Sasha can do. Why would you face her? If you face her, you're going to lose. All this stuff. And then he gets in the ring. Before he said another word, Sasha Banks comes out. Banks says, Remember I told you do not talk for me? Don't, you know. So she berates him. Basically, 
this leads to them having a back and forth where I'm the fastest, I'm the bestest, I'm everything. But Sasha says, you know, I've been the best before you. I'm still the best, and I'm the boss. And as she's saying this, Benka says, okay, you got it. She points to WrestleMania sign, fireworks go off, and that is our match for the SmackDown Championship, which was kind of obvious. They've built that up. You, there was no way that was going to be Oscar. There no indication it was going to be Oscar. Before conclusion, that's the thing that they kind of told you beforehand. So there's a backstage segment with Sammy and King Corbin. Sammy walks up to King Corbin. King Corbin, why do you have all these? Why do you have these cameramen in my face? What do you want? And so Sammy says, you know, we should be tag partners. We could run the tag team division. We can win the tag team titles. And he says that, you know, we could have different tag team names like the Liberating King and Corbin stops and says, yes, we could run a tag team division. Yes, we could dominate it. Yes, we could do all that. But do I really want to tag with you? No. And who made this tag match, by the way? And he says this beforehand. He's like, oh, I did. I, I requested it. And he walks off and he tells the cameraman, get out of my face, by the way. And so the cameraman leaves. And and Sammy's like, just cut that. Don't worry about him. Just cut it. Um, so we have King Corbin versus King Corbin and Sami Zayn versus the Street Profit. This match was fun. This match was hard-hitting. Um, at the same point, the uh, Corbin's getting more frustrated with Zayn's cameraman. As that's happening, we're seeing Dawkins do so many good moves in the ring. He has that, like, double underhook. Um, I think it's, like, double underhook neckbreaker. He hits that on Sami Zayn, which ends up leading to Ford's Fox Splash. For the one, two, three. Um, and he, they win. They're trying to build themselves back up to get back in the tag, the tag title scene. Backstage, you see um, Robert Root and Dolph Ziggler watch the match with Solo Cups kind of mocking the um, Street Profits. This is a really fun match. I don't know if they're going to keep King Corbin and Tammy Zayn as challengers, as tag team as a tag team, but we'll see. They might do it just for the little bit they have. So after this, we come from commercial, come back, and then we have an interview with Daniel Bryant. Bryant pretty much says, you know, I have an opportunity to go face Roman Fastlane. I'm going to do what I need to do to win, and nothing's going to stand in my way. As he's talking, Edge walks up, and him, you know, he tells Edge, is like, you know, it's funny. You... You kind of got in, you're going to get in my way a little bit, but I understand what you're doing. It still seems kind of frustrated, but Ed, Daniel Bryan says, if I win, it's going to be us at WrestleMania, not you and Roman. And Edge pretty much like, okay, I like that. But, you know, I have to, and Daniel's like, I have to do what I have to do to get my shot. And that ends the segment. I think you can tell Daniel Bryan wants this, but Edge is still kind of reluctant. If Edge gets involved in maybe next week or something, I can see that being the case. So, um, after this, we had Seth Rollins come out for a promo. He said the letter he gave to management's working. It's all over Twitter, all over Facebook, all over Instagram, all over these different things. And I, I'm looking at what's looking ahead. As he says this, um, you see Cesaro come out. Cesaro comes out and says, 
and just kind of stands there. And he said, and Sam, uh, Steph's like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sir, I didn't call you a loser. You have lost touch. You don't have that killer instinct. I can help you with that. I can give you that killer instinct. I can make you better. You should, if you would have, you know, came to me earlier, I would have helped you won that title and you would have been standing here in the ring as universal. Uh, you should you're, you you'd be saying this ring as usual, and then and you would look great. And just join me, just follow my lead, and I will help you. And uh, Cesaro had never Cesaro pick drops uh, ref Rollins to the mat, grabs his legs, and is about to swing him. Put me down, put me down, put me down. And he st- starts swinging, and, he's, and as he's swinging, that still has the mic, and just like. Oh, and he's just kind of like saying stuff. It's so funny. And he gets swung out of his jacket. It was so good. And then as he he lets him go for the swing, he gets up and just uppercuts him perfectly. And it was so good. Um Um, so this little segment was really good. I hope they have a match either fast lane or maybe WrestleMania, they can figure this out. Seth Rollins versus Cesaro would be amazing. I would enjoy that so much. So then we see uh, we see Cesaro have the ramp. Daniel Bryan music hit. He's coming out for the main event match against Jey Uso, and they kind of do a fist bump and they walk off. Um, so this is our main event: Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan. If Daniel Bryan wins, he gets a match at Fastlane for the Universal Title against Roman Reigns. This match was so much fun. Good back and forth match. Um, Jey is working over Bryan's knee and. Brian makes a comeback. He hits a couple running knees. He hits. He puts on the yes lock at one point. Uh, Jay powers out. Then he goes on the top rope and hits this huge like butterfly suplex. And he tries to. He gets a uh, two count for that. They go on the outside. They start brawling. Ref starts counting. And Jay Carrion, they were at like five when they headed out. To the, they were at three when they headed out the ring. It's like seven. Ryan kind of figures he has to get back in the ring. Um, Jay pretty much carries him to the steps, hits the knee on the steps, brutalizes him. They have a 10, ten count, which is the count out loss. Bryant doesn't win, which which Jay was trying to stop, and he did. But then on top of that, he don't get the fight to face my fast lane. Then Bryant throws Jay back in the ring, hits the, puts the uh, yes luck on. Uh, yes, luck on the uh, on Jay. Jay Roman p- helps Jay get out of that. Then they start beating up on uh, Brian. Brian puts a yes a lock on Roman. Jay super kicks him. The super kick was amazing. Brian in the head. As that's happening, Re- Roman hits a spear. Or Brian gets up. Roman hits a spear on him. Then puts a guillotine to leave him laying. And that pretty much ends the show. Where, with Roman holding tile over Bryant. This was so good. I didn't mind the count loss because it works in the favor of what they're trying to tell a story. Jay was making sure he didn't, Bryant didn't win the match. He didn't care if he lost the match. He was making sure Bryant didn't win the match. So it works out well. Overall, this show was fun, interesting. The only thing, the Paul stuff was good. The Roman, Jay, Bryant thing was good. The Edge kind of stuff in between. This stuff within this was good, but I think it kind of sounded a little whiny. 
I don't know what they're going to do with the women's SmackDown women's division because it's kind of in now because of Bianca Baylor winning the Rumble, and they're kind of slowing, they're kind of derailing that a little bit. Um, but overall, fun show, really interesting. I'm looking forward to next week's SmackDown. Next week's SmackDown, we're only a couple weeks away from, about three weeks away from. Passlade, um, it's on March 21st, I think they said. They were two weeks away from WrestleMania from that point, which is kind of funny. Um, I I would go either way to watch the show. At least watch the Paula Cruz stuff. At least to watch the Drew or the Roman J segments, the two of those, plus the match for Jay and Nina Bryant. That's really fun. I do thank you for listening. Hope you did enjoy it. And I hope you hear from next time. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.